Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. The eviction ban, of course, set to finish this month um, and renters all across the country now starting to be affected. One of those is Katrina, who's a secondary school teacher in Limerick and she's with us here in the programme today. Katrina, tell me what happened. Hi, thanks for having me on the show. Um, So, um, I guess um, the week before last, um, it was 28th of February, um, I got I've been renting um, a very small property, this little annex onto another house in Limerick City. Been renting there for nearly five years, and I got a notice in the door, which was a notice to quit the pre- quit the property. And when do you? Ha- what was there? A, what's the date on it, or what? When? How long do you have? So, because I've been living there that amount of time, um, I have until the end of the summer to find another place. But naturally enough. I'm extremely um, stressed and anxious about this situation. And one of the main reasons, it's not only that there's literally so little, um, you know, available to rent that I can actually afford on a teacher's salary, but that if I actually don't find a place because I don't drive, I won't actually be able to go in and do my job. Okay, so the, the, the reality of this now and the stress of this, Katrina... Yeah, I mean, it's real. And it just shows how this crisis is actually extending into other areas, you know, like that a teacher can't afford to rent in Limerick, you know, on the kind of salary that I have is really, you know, it's really worrying. And I have to say, it made me very, very angry. Mm. Another thing that made me really annoyed was, you know, I've been a perfect tenant for five years. I've been paying a thousand euro a month on the tiny little place that I've been renting. And back in November, my landlord rang me out of the blue and told me that he wanted to raise the rent by €200. Now, when I raised that with the RTB, um, sure enough, you know, I had my hearing with my mediation. That raise wasn't done in the way it was supposed to be done. It was supposed to be done in writing. So he didn't, he wasn't supposed to do that. But here I am now um, being told to vacate the premises. So I think it is quite significant that, you know, we're in a situation now where, where landlords have incredible power, you know, to be able to make decisions like that on the future of people like me, you know, who just want to uh, live near where they work. So it's a thousand euro rent on a small place, thousand euro per month. You were been told it was going to increase by two, 200 euro. Was that right? It was going to go Correct. up 200 quid. And now that the eviction ban isn't going to be extended from the 31st of this month, you've now received a, a, le- a, letter, a letter of notice. Exactly, exactly. And I think it's significant that I actually questioned that race. You know, I questioned that. I brought it to the ETB and here I am now wondering, facing into next year, wondering where I'm, where I'm going to live. And actually, I was looking on that. I've been looking on that for the last few days. There are seven properties in the whole of Limerick City that's seven um, and they're all way well above my ability to pay. Seven? Is, is, did you is, say seven? Sorry Katrina, I just lost you there. Exactly. There's the seven, seven properties, properties in the whole of Limerick rent, City. In the whole of Limerick right. City. One of those is a one bedroom apartment for €2,250 a month and that's one. The rest of them are well above uh, €1,000 mm. as well. 
You know, now, it, it's a lot of people. Yeah. Any time I've talked to renters and the, you know people renting on the show before and in similar situations, Katrina, to you, one of the things that people and like this shouldn't be the case, but one of the points that people make, and you've touched on it there yourself, is that a lot of the time they don't go to the landlord or question things or query things, and like you did, and you went to the RTB about the rent hike for fear of something like this. But you're actually the reality. We're seeing it now borne out. 100%. There's a fear there because people are genuinely afraid they're going to get turfed out. So they will not, they're not going to raise these issues. You know, I, I raised that issue because I was genuinely, I was angry and I knew that my rights were actually being violated in that situation. But actually a lot of people, they're not going to do that, you know, because it's actually too much of a risk. I'm, I'm a single person if I had, you know, dependents. I would be thinking, where am I going to go? Mm. So I would actually be very, very careful about what, you know, what I would raise and what I wouldn't. There is a climate of fear right now. And I have to say, uh, what, what's playing out on the media and the level of whitewashing that's going on around landlords, this concern about landlords leaving the market is actually making me much angrier because it seems to be there's a lot of pity out there for landlords and not for the ta- literally thousands of people who are just going to be out, turfed out of their, you know, their home in the next few weeks and months. What are you going to do, Katrina? <laughs> Honestly, I, I don't know. Mm. Um, I am, I'm the eldest of nine children. Um, I'm from a very rural part of Clare. It would be very difficult for me to actually you know, move back in with my mom. You know, my mom's a single mom. She's got, she's still got kids that are under 18. Um, it's, you know, it's, I'm sure there are people who would be able to move back, you know, with, you know, with their parents or whatever, but that's actually not a reality for most of us who are actually facing into this, this situation. And what's really galling is just the fact that the government have been allowing this to happen. It's been getting worse and worse every year for the last decade or so. And it's definitely not only do landlords have incredible power around how much they charge, but it's the fact that the government have actually opted out of building houses directly, building houses, which is what we need right now, public houses on public land. If I want to buy, because I really want to buy, I'd never want to rent again. If I want to buy, there are so few affordable homes. There's so few homes that one salary, that a teacher's salary can actually buy. And I'm coming up against couples, but I'm also coming up against cash buyers, you know, so the climate out there is so difficult, you know, even for professionals like myself mm. who just need to go in and do their job. We're essential workers and we know that what's happening in the school right now and the fact that there's been a huge recruitment, teacher recruitment crisis, especially in uh, cities like Dublin, but also in other parts of the country, that's cr- connected directly with the housing crisis because teachers actually just can't afford to live near where they want to work. So we're actually seeing in a lot of schools, subjects, practical subjects like woodwork, home ec being dropped. So this housing crisis doesn't just affect people like me in in the immediate situation. It affects wider society. Mm. Um, I think yeah. I think what would probably has really struck people as well, you know, Katrina, is the fact that you're you're a working teacher and, and people, you know, look at that as though if 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 you can't get if you can't afford to rent somewhere 
you know, it's a it's a it's a sad reflection of uh, of the current. Whether you want to call it the renting or the the landlord market at the moment, whatever way you want to look at it. But I think that's what's probably caught a lot of the textures here uh, by surprise. This listener says, "I know a mum and four a mum and four others. Um, sorry, a mum of four who's a nurse can't afford to, to find anywhere to live. Uh, she can afford rent of two thousand per month. Has paid eighty thousand in the past four years. Yet it doesn't matter." She feels as though the government doesn't care about her, says this texter. Uh, Marie says, my blood's boiling hearing that somebody with a career like teaching can't afford to rent. Why would young people bother staying in the country? Can't rent, can't buy, we need help. I despair that my daughter will never be able to buy a house despite also having a third level degree. Like, I mean, it it would nearly come down to it, Katrina, for a thousand euro a month. You're, You're probably looking at a house share situation. You know, when you think, yeah. when you say about seven, if there's seven available places that you could rent in yes. the area you're in in Limerick, like that's, and I'm sure that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that's not what you were looking for, but I mean. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I accept that. Like I, you know, I'm 35 years old. Like I would rather not go into a house chair situation sure, I know, at I this know, point I in my know. life. And there are so many people just like me who just want to, start their lives you know they just want yeah. a place to live that they don't feel like they're going to get they could get turfed out down the line but my point now, is I, that is I, it, isn't it isn't it sort of mad that at a thousand euro nearly what what that'll get you is a house share situation that you know that, that a thousand euro can't like it, as you're saying it wouldn't get you um, a one bed apartment or anything like that nothing like that and it's money okay. that you are just throwing down down the drain I just want to say one last thing as well you know, this actually comes down to government policy. It comes down to the fact that housing has become more of an investment asset for people to make money off than actually housing people. That's that's the okay. situation that we're looking at. I have at a text in from, from Damien who says 42 rooms for rent and house shares in Limerick City and suburbs. I, I don't know where D- Damien has those figures from, but he, he's just texted that in by way of a suggestion. Um, we all house shared is in our lifetime says Damien well she, no, Katrina's not saying that she she won't Sarah says a couple of years ago my landlord upped my rent by 240 before the cap came in because even then there wasn't as much out there and my circumstances changed greatly I had to accept it but that extra money would have been would have gone towards my heating says Sarah um, let me bring in Megan as well if you don't mind Katrina Megan's on the line Megan Scully is a multimedia presenter with the Limerick Leader newspaper Megan I believe you've also been served a, a termination this week I have unfortunately so just like like Katrina I've, I've read Katrina's story actually and um, you know we are constantly reporting about this happening but yeah I am um, unfortunately yes the evening my housemate uh, called me over and she's like, look, we're after getting these letters. And I knew straight away because I could see the stamps on them. I could see the express stamp and I just, my heart sank because I was like, this, this, this is the letter. And kind of like Trina as well, I'm in my apartment seven years now. I love it. It's my home. There's almost a decade worth of possessions. My life is in here. I'm, I, every corner I look in, I can see my plants and all, all the stuff that I bought. Like I've actually probably spent so much money in those seven years to make this place my home. And now I, it's just, it, it's actually just, it's, it's kind of just floored me, to be honest. I mm. um, have just felt sick all day with, like, worry. And, you know, I have to say, like, I, I'll have to add that I am probably in a lucky position. I have friends and family in Limerick who, you know, I know I could stay with. My home house is in Galway. Worst case scenario, if I have to move home initially and commute, I'll, I guess I'll have to do that. It's not really what I want to do. I'm similar in age to Katrina as well. And, um, you know, you kind of think maybe, I kind of, I suppose I would have thought maybe when I was a college student down here originally that, 
oh sure by the time I'm in my 30s I'll probably be, you know have a house and have a family or something but you know that's not the case now um, but yeah it's just it's it's really it's just frightening because this letter and is going out now to how many houses today how many people are going to come home from work how many people have opened up the letterbox this morning and found this letter the problem is now you're going to have thousands of people all around Ireland at the exact same time trying to find apartments and I know Katrina mentioned there about Daft.E I looked myself I know the property she's talking about um, again unaffordable if you're on your own and it's just like what's going to happen in the next few weeks and months when as I said thousands of people are suddenly looking for rooms like we're talking to a teacher and a journalist today and like if you're saying you can't afford to rent in Limerick you know and, and these are regarded as two professional two like good professional jobs and that ne- neither of you now can afford to get rental accommodation in Limerick. Are you, you in Limerick City as well Megan? Yeah. I actually am, yeah. So I'd yeah. say we must want to be neighbours, Katrina. Um, See, so yeah, I'm in the city as well. And the reason I love Limerick so much, as I mentioned, I'm from Galway originally. Limerick is, has always been a more affordable city. And it's just, I found the lifestyle down here has been brilliant. Like, uh, everyone knows that I'm, uh, even, even though I'm from Galway, I'm a champion for Limerick and this county. I'm like a walking advertisement for it. I love it's when people adopted you. Saying, Oh yeah, this is, this is literally like my home and I love it down here. Yeah. Um, but I've, I've seen the way the, the rent and the cost of living is going up and up and I was like, we can't have a situation like Dublin City. We can't have hundreds of people queuing up outside and open viewing. But unfortunately, it seems like we're going that way. And what was once a really affordable city, I, I really hope that it doesn't lose that. But I think that it's exactly what's happening. And as, mm. as we mentioned there, there isn't there is some places to share. And I yeah, look, I, I live in a house share, so I have no problem. I've shared people again but I'm at the stage too where I'm kind of like you know less is more it'd be nice to be able to go into my own little place but that's probably not the reality like as I said I'll either have to move home to my bedroom that I've lived in since I was a, a teenager or else I will be staying with my aunt or my friends for a few weeks and, but unless that, and that's just hoping that accommodation will come up mm. down the line Had you anticipated Megan this notice of termination or was, you know, was it sort of a was it a shock when, when it came through the door? An absolute shock. Now, look, I suppose the reality is being a renter, um, maybe I was a bit naive to think that this is going to be my forever home. But I suppose when you get yeah, settled... That's always in the back of your mind, I know. But but just given the conversations in, in recent weeks, had you been anticipating this? No, I kind of I kind of thought I was maybe like a, a dream tenant. I've always... I've never missed um, a, a date for a rent. I am... Um, my name is on all the um, bills here as well. Like, I, I really ran yeah. this house as my own home. And it's the first. It's actually um, so. I've I've moved around quite a bit. I, we moved around quite a lot as young family, and uh, I actually will be longer in this apartment than I've been in my current home house. So this is actually the longest place I've ever lived in. So I've built such a life here. So it's yeah. just kind of sad and emotional. But as I mentioned, look, I know I'm one of the lucky ones that I maybe could be able to have like have family and friends to stay with. But as mentioned there, there's people with children, there's single parents, there's people who um, don't have family and friends nearby, and you know there's people who can't. Have, have jobs and, and can't get places to stay. As you mentioned, we're both working professionals, working five, six days a week. And if we can't afford a place, what's going to happen when all these thousands of people are suddenly turfed out of their homes? Yeah, it seems to be a problem, though, in, in, in Limerick, um, emerging from what I can see in the text today, obviously speaking to both yourself, Katrina and Megan in Limerick. Uh, this listener, Michelle, has sent in an email. She says, my daughter is in first year teaching, uh, teaching student in Mary I in Limerick. She's she is in student accommodation that only takes first years. So from September of this year, um, herself and her 86 other students are going to have no accommodation. Last week, accommodation was open for booking for next year for the college term, €7,000. 
I thought it was really expensive and it was booked out within just a few minutes. So I'm asking, where are the rest meant to go? Uh, says Michelle, I don't know if there's a, what's the, this is, it all seems to be about Limerick coming in anyway. John and Athlone says, I'm a landlord. I do feel sorry uh, for your caller, Katrina and Megan, but not all landlords should be put in the same box. I rent one house and I haven't put up the rent in six years for the family that live in it. So I do think it's a fair point to make as well. Yeah, that's, that's fair enough, John, as well. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday on News Talk. I'm just talking to Katrina and Megan, who have both in the past two days received eviction notices, um, ceasing their termination, their contract of five and seven years in the apartment and the house that they were separately living in. I'm a teacher and a journalist and at a thousand euro, they can't get somewhere to live in Limerick City and a lot of people are getting in touch about this there's two texts in particular I want to read to you today this listener says I own a pub in West Cork and the amount of going away parties at the moment is unbelievable the young are leaving the country in droves because it's impossible to live to get ahead good respectable jobs and zero chance of being able to buy or even rent at the minute it's one text Ronan in Dublin says my three kids have gone they've emigrated there's no future here for them Uh, Two have third level degrees, one a nurse. None see any chance of owning their own home in Ireland. For any city to function, it needs nurses, teachers, bus drivers, shop workers, etc. And if none of these can afford to live in the cities, who's going to do the work? I'm so angry. I'm so angry with the government. I feel they've sat back. I feel they've done nothing concrete to address this crisis. And I wonder how many of their families have emigrated or or are landlords. Time for change, says Ronan in Dublin. Kieran is on the line. Kieran, you've been listening there to Katrina and and Megan, and you'd feel for them. Absolutely, Andrea. Yeah, I totally would. Well, it, it's it, like you know the eviction ban. I'll give you two points. The eviction ban has been an unmitigated disaster. It's benefited neither the tenants nor the landlords. Landlords are leaving because of the hand has been forced effectively, and people like Katrina and Megan, who otherwise might have got an eviction notice, are being forced to seek alternative accommodation. Like, we're landlords, and to be honest, we were moderately, we were reasonably happy as landlords, but the eviction ban was the final straw. Um, we decided to, to issue eviction notices to perfectly good tenants. Um, the, the, the other situation is, these, these properties will still remain in the market. It's not as if they're going to disappear. It's just other people who live with them. Now, the other point then, that Katrina, Katrina obviously, in a good career as a teacher, can, you know, after tax income, has to find a thousand quid a month. There's, a, there's, a, there's something there which you probably heard of. Like, if you think about it, in half, a single person with a child, which is fine, but they, they're entitled to 1875 homeless half payments. Uh, now, so Katrina has to, is up against them, say, uh, or the equivalent teacher in Dublin is up against them trying to, to rent a property. Well, you know, they're f- f- trying to get it out of the tax income. But the half tenant has to pay maybe 40 quid a week and they get a grant of 1800 quid a month. It's, it's a two tier system. It's no wonder all the young people are leaving. Did, did did I take you up right here? And did you say you 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 um you had a property? Is that right that you you rent out? Yeah, we we were full time landlords. Yeah, we were full we are full time landlords. We're full time landlords. But we need sufficient eviction notice to our to our tenants. And the only but not the only reason. The main reason is the eviction ban. It benefits nobody. And what do you mind? What are you going to do with the properties? Rent them out sell again them. or sell them? No, no, no. We can't rent them. Yeah, you're sell going them. to sell them sell on. Them. Sell them down the market, yeah, yeah, absolutely. We'll get as far away from them as we can. 
Like, we, we have brilliant tenants, fantastic family people, absolutely amazing tenants. But the eviction ban is having the absolute opposite effect of what it's brought in for. Like, if you think, the, the, the eviction notices when from October to July last year, the quarter was 5,000, just short of 5,000 eviction notices were served. The previous quarter was something just over, like, 2,000. If you, that, was the, that was a quarter before the eviction ban actually came in. So I'd say the eviction, the, the next quarter is probably going to be at least the same again. The landlords are just getting out. There's no incentive whatsoever to remain as a landlord. But tax out of existence, which is fair enough, you pay your tax. You, you have your RTB, which is a complete first. You can't get through to it. The RTB bought it in these system. Previously, we had to register a tenancy every three years. Now we have to do it every year, which is fine. But they bought a new, a new system. You can't even get through to them. You can't, you, they've, they've cancelled their own account. You can't link the, the previous tenancies to, the, to, to, uh, to your new account. Like I'm, this, I'm like, going to try and Kieran just reconnect with you if you don't mind because I'm just uh, sure. just finding it a little bit difficult just to catch everything you're saying there so just bear with me if you don't mind um, this listener in an email says my sister and her husband they're two working professionals in their 40s in Limerick have also been given their notice to leave they only have to be out by August but they've been frantically looking already because of the situation there they don't have kids but they do have a dog which makes finding um, accommodation even more impossible uh, says this listener, lunchtime live at newstalk.com. That's the email address. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, Alan is with us too. Um, Alan, you've been listening to Megan and Katrina. What's your view on this? Look, I, I, first, I don't think there should be an eviction back, right? I do. But then we go back to political incompetence. This housing crisis hasn't just happened this year, it's been going on 10, 15 years and no longer, right? We have the same politicians in power. And it makes the world where you switch from Fianna Gael, Fianna Fáil, and train ain't going to start the street, all right? Because we've allowed the private sector to control everything, including rents and including building. Are, are you a renter, Alan? No, I'm not. No, I, but I know, but I mortgage, I mortgage the eyeballs, and I tell you why. I can't get a cheaper interest rate because our politicians refuse to allow houses to be repossessed from people, so therefore we're paying higher interest rates in order, in order to cover all this. And this again goes back to political, political incompetence and cowardice. Instead of dealing with these issues head on, they won't do it. And I would encourage anyone, a politician knocks on your door, to bring this matter up with them and don't accept the excuse, oh, I agree with you, oh, we're looking to do this, because they're not going to learn all their work getting elected again. And until people stand up and say, enough is enough, and get onto the street, whatever it may take, you will affect change. The politician fears that his seat will, will be gone in the next election. Will they actually grow up here and actually okay. do something? I, I spoke to Sinn Féin Councillor the other day, I put the point to him about housing, I said, do you agree that adding 80,000 people for immigration to this country has caused issues on top of the housing crisis we had? His response was, no, I don't. Mm, okay, all right. Uh, let, let me bring in, have we Linda on the line too? I'm here, hello. Hi, Hi Linda, how are you? Uh, you've been listening to Megan and Katrina, um, both received their termination of notice now in, in recent days. And like this is what I suppose a lot of the discussion has, you know, has been about. This is the concern and the fear um, from recent weeks. What, what's your view? To be honest with you, I'm just, at this stage, I'm so tired and very upset about the whole situation of the housing crisis. I just don't see any end to it. And I agree with Alan. I do think the government genuinely do not care. I think they are actually in the pockets of um, overseas investors. I think both parties are more interested in um, getting investment into Ireland and totally ignoring us and have no regards to our, our children, our future. We're exporting our children again. Overseas. A few, few, te- few texts in actually on that and emails mm-hmm. that I just read a few moments ago. What's your situation, Linda? Like, have you, are, are you um, okay, renting have, or No, I'm actually or? living at home. I'm fort- fortunately, I have my own house. 
But I have three daughters. They've all got degrees. And one of them is lucky enough to be living in a, a family home. Um, that's For the moment, it has to be sold. And my other two girls are back here living with me. One was in England and she came home and uh, she's thinking of moving again. And my other daughter's thinking of going over to Spain because they can't afford to live here. And they've, like I said, they've got their degrees. So I wonder so why they're qualified. I they're qualified. They're professional. They're, they're yeah. have third level qualifications. Yeah, and to be honest with they're you, they're working like I, and can't. Yeah. yeah, I spent we spent we spent worked our arses off to get them their degrees, and it's obviously not doing any good because they still can't afford to house. And I think a lot of people are like that, and it's just it is disheartening. I mean, I lived overseas and I came back home, mm. and I love my children stay, but it looks like they're not going to be able to either. And it's just like, as far as I'm concerned, houses are just assets now. They're not homes anymore. I read an, an email there or a text from somebody a few moments ago. Um, Ronan, sorry, it was Ronan's message. Yeah, Ronan has three three children and they've all emigrated, Linda. Yeah, yeah. And, and I don't want that for my children mm-hmm. unless there's a choice if they want to see the world. But the fact that we're actually making them have to go overseas, it's like, it's like we've never learned our emigration stories. We seem to be entirely just sending our children off. We can't sort problems here. I'll just send them off. And I just don't think the government, these government, the two parties genuinely don't care. I really do. I get, kind of actually, it makes me very angry over it. And I know, like you know, I, I spoke to land, you know, and I don't like even saying I spoke to landlords. Like they're they're people as well. Do you know what I mean? And like, is that one of the textures that got in touch earlier and and said like, and sure, even you heard Kieran there a few moments ago. Just how do you get the balance right between everybody, or or can you? Like, can we even get a balance well, look, between the two? To be honest with you, I lived overseas, and I, I understand that people um, vest in property to make maybe for pensions, but overseas, a lot of properties that were there were kind of long-term and people had long-term leases. And there was also two types of rent control. One rent control was when you moved into the apartments. I'm talking about Los Angeles. In Santa Monica, if you moved there, your your rent could only be increased 3%. And if they moved out, the landlord could only increase at 3%. And in LA County, if you rented an apartment, your rent could only go up, let's say, 3%. Mm. If you moved out, the landlord in LA County could move to increase the rent to whatever he wanted, and then he, the the rent increase with uh, with rent control would be then once you moved in. Okay, so, so there's different, different types of rent okay, control. Yeah. Oh yeah, look, and I know government would say sure, you know, there was rent pressure zones and there's other things been looked at. And sure, I was reading was it yesterday or the previous day they were talking about um, potentially increasing the whatever you what's the word I'm looking for the tax relief for for renters the 500 quid or the 1000 euro for a couple there's other measures I suppose too being looked at let me bring in Paula as well Linda Paula's on the line Um, what's your thoughts on this Paula? Um, My daughter is studying in Queens and Belfast and she's been up there this is her first year and she's paying we're paying under £500 a month for university uh, accommodation. She's rented a house now for September that's costing her £330 a month, including bills. If she was here in Meath, we couldn't afford to send her to university. We couldn't afford accommodation fees and we couldn't afford... Well, we could afford to travel, but they don't want to travel in and out. You know, it's eating into their day. They want to be up in college. They want to be in with other people. But, like, it's not a reality now to send kids to Dublin to study. Mm. 
completely unaffordable, even if they could get accommodation. Go, go to Queens or Jordanstown? Yeah. Oh, God. The cost of living is... like we, we can keep her up there for £100 a week, and that's her going out. And that's that's a lot. Like, she'd still have money left at the end of the week. Do you know? And, and the accommodation... I, I'd, say she's not, I'd say she's not eating cheap. Do you know? She's probably out there. But um, accommodation, it's five, just over the £500 for a university campus. Now, it is, it is costing more for fees. It's 5000 Pound a month or a year, year sorry, yeah, for the yeah, fees. Yeah, yeah. But it's only a three year degree, Andrea. It's not a four year degree. They do their degrees in three years. And while I didn't want her to be away from home, I'm from Belfast, so the city is familiar to mm. her and it's familiar she to us. She knows it, yeah. She yeah. knows it, so that was half the battle. Mm. But it's, you know, it's either that or not go to college. But at the end of it, right. in three years, she'll have a, a, a degree. Co- a degree and she's doing the degree she wanted. She didn't get the degree she wanted through the CAO. So, you know, it was a no-brainer for us, you yeah. know. Plight in. But, um, you, 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 I don't you understand how the rents here are so expensive. And, you're and it's a decent £330 a month, in including, including bills, bills in September. September. All right. It's a lovely house. There's, it's a six-bed house. It's well-kept. The landlord seems lovely. It's through a letting agency, you know, so it's all legit. Oh, I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure it's something that many, many will be considering uh, for sure, Paul. I've no doubt about that. This texter says, my son and his wife, they earn huge salaries but cannot get a mortgage based on three-year trading rule. They pay out 1800 in rent for a one-bed apartment. I'm petrified they're going to get an eviction notice this month. This listener says, I'm renting long-term. There's been a few issues with the property and I'm terrified to confront the landlord. Terrified to ask the landlord anything about fixing these issues. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.